0: And welcome to my fourth and final episode of the series on veganism. Today, I have a very special guest, my cousin Shay. She will be tuning in very shortly, and we'll get started with questions. So, this is Shay. Um, she is my cousin. Shay, would you like to kind of introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Hello, everyone. I am Shay Starwalt. I am Amelia's favorite cousin, and (laughs) I have been vegan for a year and a half now.
0: All right. So I'm just going to kind of spit out some questions. Mm -hmm. You can answer what you want. Okay. Um, I'm ready. So you kind of answered this, but when did you become vegan and what inspired you to become vegan?
1: Yes. So I became vegan. It's funny. I know the exact date because it's that important to me. Um, I became vegan October 6th, 2018. Um, And the night before I had sat down and decided to watch what the health on Netflix after meeting a few people that were vegan and just kind of just being around, uh, people that are vegan and hearing about it I was curious Mm -hmm. so I decided to watch it and I asked my mom to watch it with me and we watched it and um it was kind of just all about the health aspect of veganism and that night I said I'm going vegan and I turned vegan overnight and I never looked back
0: good for you because in the because this is kind of weird because you and I we were huge like, I don't think people understand that we, like, <laughs> we lived off of fries and chicken fingers, Tricky. like, until we were, like, 12. Sure. And then I decided to go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And then, well, kind of with the gluten-free stuff. But then I, and then you totally changed. You got skinny. And then you <laughs> <laughs> you went vegan. So I feel like we went from... <laughs> Eating meat, like that's all we did yeah. to like being more healthy and like changing our lifestyle, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it's crazy because you know growing up, I all I ate was pizza, hot dogs, any <laughs> cheese, like
0: <laughs> bread. We way. loved it's bread.
1: Like bread. <laughs> yes. Amazing. um So I basically went from my main diet being cheese, meat, and gluten mm-hmm. to uh, you know little to no gluten and no meat and cheese yeah Um, and even even before uh you know before I turned vegan I was I wouldn't say I was unhealthy but I had a very bland diet it would be like chicken broccoli and rice every night or you know like pizza yeah oh I was very picky I wasn't open to new foods I or spices or anything like that so kind of crazy how much of my like just lifestyle and how I like eat did a a 180 you know
0: yeah so would you say it was more of like the health aspects or like the environmental the animal abuse like what do you think changed your mind um
1: I like to say that I turned vegan for health reasons I really didn't know anything about environmental or you know uh animal rights or anything like that when I turned vegan. I turned vegan for health. That's what changed my mind. But I stay vegan for the environment and for the animals. I like- yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's, all, like, the main reason people are starting to become vegan is more because of the environmental aspects now. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people know about the health, but I feel like just, like, what's going on in the world, more of climate change and stuff like that, people are, like, better understanding why the vegan diet like helps that
1: yeah I mean it's crazy because I didn't really know anything about how it helped the environment or anything like that but when I started doing research into it it's actually insane like um from what I found each day a person who eats a vegan diet saves 1100 gallons of water 45 pounds of grain 30 square feet of forest and 20 pounds of CO co2 and you know you save one animal life a day that you eat on a vegan diet so you know that adds up i mean there's a vegan calculator i like to look at every now and then and um i wrote down the stats for today just to (laughs) to let you all know (laughs) to give you like kind of you know what it looks like after a year and a half being vegan and um I've saved five hundred and forty-eight animals, eleven thousand and one hundred and fifty-four pounds of CO two, sixteen thousand four hundred thirty-six square feet of forest, twenty-six thousand six hundred fifty-four pounds of grain, and six hundred two thousand six hundred fifty gallons of water.
0: So That's crazy. It's
1: crazy! How it <laughs> adds up, you know, like how one person can really make a difference. Yeah, yeah. So because cool. I
0: remember you you probably post this on instagram or something but <laughs> i just remember you're like a year being vegan and then you had like all the stats cuz you had that calculator thing on your phone mm-hmm. and it like is crazy how many animals and how much water you're saving yeah because it's also like i did um environmental science last year and i really was interested in the environmental aspects of it and we just learned so much about like the rainforest and how mm. it's affecting the world and in big cities like China and India having so much pollution and so yeah. much overpopulation. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's really surprising, but it's such a reality at this point that yeah, we really, you know, we can't rely on those big companies Dumping oil and stuff like that to save our environment, we really mm-hmm. need to rely on ourselves and we can only change our actions. So it's just such an easy thing to change what you're eating on your plate every day to save such a huge amount of, you know, forest and animals and the environment in general.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I remember you sending me an article like usual, but um, <laughs> it was <Fun>. about, <laughs> it was about, um, if we weren't feeding all the grains that um that we give to cows it could be saving thousands in like india and stuff who are starving and it was like it's like this random statistic but i thought it was like the craziest thing that like we put so much money into fattening animals just to kill them and only feeding like the wealthy
1: yeah that's so true which is
0: like so crazy
1: yeah, it's insane how much land we have tore down just to plant grain for cows to eat so then we can kill them and eat them. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Why don't we just skip the middleman and grow vegetables and
0: exactly
1: beans? And, you know, there's not a quick fix. There's not, if everyone goes vegan, world hunger will end. Um, yeah. even that, but I believe that we can use our resources in such a better way than what we're doing right exactly. now. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, another thing I wanted to touch on, because I'll probably go by, like, episodes. So my first episode, I talked about Fairlife. Do you know mm. about Fairlife? Oh, Okay. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to kind of touch on it with you and, like, what your thoughts were about it.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, the whole scandal with Fairlife where – you know, from my understanding, there was a video leaked that was of someone abusing a cow at one of the Fairlife, you know, farms, and everyone got mad and wouldn't buy Fairlife. Um, I would say to people that are angry about that, why aren't you angry about all the other dairy industries that are doing the same thing behind closed doors? Exactly. I think people realize how much abuse goes into the dairy industry in general, and it really breaks my heart and yeah i I understand it's behind closed doors, and people really don't know about it but it's really unfortunately you know a lot of animals are being abused in a lot of ind- dairy industries, and you really can't you can't pick and choose you know it's one or the other yeah
0: um What I wanted to bring up was on Instagram. Once this started to go crazy, I mm-hmm. saw everyone like tweeting about it or posting about the Fair Life videos, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And I know you saw my post because I did a pity post, and <laughs> it just kind of pissed me off because these people are like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Why do people do this? But like, Yet they still drink milk. They still eat animal products. If they really cared mm-hmm. about it and they were so offended by the images they saw, why, why isn't it so easy just to give that up, you know? And I feel yeah. like now it's just like kind of a popularity thing. And mm. I remember seeing a video from Billie Eilish, but she was like, cause she's a vegan and she's very environmental and stuff like that. But it was like a post and she was like, people just start to care just so it makes them look better, like, trying to, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, try to make you look better in some way that you actually, like, care about something, you know? Yeah.
1: I think it, unfortunately, has kind of become, you know, people, if there's a trend, people hop onto it. And same with, like, Canada Goose, you know? Like, people um, posted a ton at one point this picture of, Um, you know just animals looking horrible from Canada Goose making their jackets Mm -hmm. and so angry but you know I think it's good that you're being aware that makes you angry let's tap into that let's be angry for the dairy industry the meat industry the egg industry like it's they've done such a good job with marketing and commercials Mm -hmm. and creating this fake facade of what these industries look like and we've grown up watching those commercials and thinking that everything is a green field and they have all this land and they're being treated great but it's like we really have to be self-aware and open our eyes to what's really going on because that's not the truth
0: Mm -hmm. it's really
1: not like it's unfortunately not the truth
0: and also the one thing I did talk about in my second episode when i was talking about dairy was um things labeled like organic and it really blows my mind looking into organic things labeled organic and things not labeled organic and the way that the animals are treated there's Mm -hmm. it's no different it's just for profit and marketing that they write organic it's the same exact product and
1: yeah it's it's kind of similar to like um, free range chickens. yes
0: that's what I that's what I brought up yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's like the free range is like a square foot of grass that all these chickens are fighting for their yes. lives over to get like chickens literally have to get their beaks cut off you know like because they peck each other and fight each other for that land
0: like mm-hmm. it's horrible yeah
1: it's strange it's I don't you should not blindly trust those industries because they're only trying to make money exactly
0: But it just blew my mind because, like, growing up, you never – my mom's like, oh, I'll get the organic milk. Don't worry. Like, nothing's wrong. Like, But, like, there is no difference, and I feel like a lot of Americans still don't understand that. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that people just think there's a difference, and there's really not.
1: I know. It's really – the information, the true information needs to be spread more. It's just – it's hard to do that because people are so set in their ways.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was in my third video, I talked about, um, more about meat and stuff or my Mm -hmm. first video, I think I did meat, but, um, just talking more about how animals are killed. And I feel like there's so many like companies that are like, don't worry, like they'll cover up, I guess, like. They'll say, I killed this animal, but I killed it in a really humane way, so you don't need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy that human beings think that there's any way that you should, like, kill an animal. It's like, no way is humane or should be labeled (laughs) humane. Like, killing something that's not humane.
1: Yes. Yeah, I agree. I th- That is an argument I run into when I try to talk to people. It's like, well, what if it was killed humanely? And, you know, less abuse can go into it. Mm-hmm. You know, factory farms versus farmers. But it's really at the end of the day, you're taking an animal's life that they didn't want to die. So at the end of the day, it's not humane. Either way, the animal is dead and they didn't want to be yeah. dead. So. Yeah, I don't don't agree with that argument. I don't think there's any any point in in that.
0: (laughs) And I also, I watched a couple of videos. I really didn't want to, but I had to do more research. Mm -hmm. And they, like, took, it was undercover videos, but it was, like, they took us into the slaughterhouse. And they showed the way that the animals were being killed. And, like, I am still scarred. Like, yeah. some of them were in gas chambers. The chickens, mm-hmm. they just, like, like literally decapitated them. Yeah, it's, it's...
1: I remember, like, you know, you just want to know what's going mm-hmm. on. You want... Even though you don't want to watch it, it's like, I have to know what these animals went through. And it really is. I don't watch them anymore just because I, I put myself through that at the <laughs> beginning of my journey. And I don't need to see it again. Yeah. But... It's, like, it's – I I just remember watching it and just crying mm-hmm. and, like, animized, and my heart just was so in pain because of the, these animals and what they went through. It's, like, it's so horrible. I remember listening to an audio sound of um the cry of pigs. Yes. In the yeah,
0: I saw that, it, too.
1: It's just horrible. And it's, like, you know, for all the people that don't want to watch that or – You know, they're like, "Oh, that's I don't want to watch that. That's gross." Mm -hmm. If you can't that, why are you supporting it?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Oh, it's yeah. Those videos are a a lot.
0: Um, I wanted to touch on morals, but before we did that, I just wanted to get more of your kind of opinions on when I talked about milk. I kind of talked about um, mother and child and the connection that's lost between mother and calf um, yeah. at birth. Um, so mm-hmm. I talked about if like, uh, if it's male, it will like immediately be sent off to the slaughterhouse reveal. But if it's yeah. the mother, it's, she's the next generation that will be producing milk. So yes. it's kind of just a cycle that they're put into, but I really wanted to talk about, um, the connection of mother and, um, calf.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, such a profound connection no matter if you're human or cow or dog or cat or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you can can see that those animals they they love their kids Mm -hmm. they really do and it's no matter if they can talk like us or whatever there's still such a profound connection between a mother and a child no matter the species Mm -hmm. so it's just really hard you know if you if you watch videos of the calf being taken away from their mom, like right after they're given, they gave birth, right after yeah. they gave birth, they're taken away, and the mother is just like crying and like mm-hmm. screaming, at, running after the trailer. It's just horrible. It's like, especially if you're a mother and you can put yourself in that position. If you were just to give birth to your child and it was ripped from your arms, it's it's crazy, it's so traumatizing. It really is.
0: And then, it's crazy. I also bring up. I know I bring this up a lot, but, um, Mm. women breastfeed to feed their babies and cows produce milk to feed their calves. And in today's day, a lot of them are extremely malnourished and don't actually get the enough milk from them straight from the mother. And I just wanted to talk more about, um, kind of kind of that part of the of the just of that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um
1: yeah i mean i feel like that's the number one thing that vegans usually bring up to people yeah. is like why are you drinking another species milk and I know people probably get annoyed with it, and they're kind of like, all right, like, I get it. But it really is, if you think about it, it's really freaking weird. I, it's really <laughs> weird. Like, would you go up to a cow and just, like, drink their milk? <laughs> like, it's really weird.
0: No, but we <laughs> talked about this with Aunt um, Auntie Amanda. Cause she is' Because oh, yeah, she's yeah. vegetarian, too, but she's like, it's so weird, like – I wouldn't like. I wouldn't let a cow drink my breast like milk. Like that's weird. Yeah. Like it's so like I don't know why we it, do it's that. Like
1: drinking a dog's milk or cat. Yeah, milk. that. <laughs>
0: it, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's really gross
1: and and like even a, a a mother's milk is specifically designed for that baby. Mm-hmm. So it has you know if you think about it, cows calves grow very very fast very quickly. So there's a lot of growth hormones and stuff like that in their milk for the calf. So if we're drinking that, all those hormones and stuff like that are really not good for growing children at all. Exactly. Not good.
0: <laughs> all right. So my next couple of questions are just like about you and what you've faced so far. So okay. um, how has becoming vegan changed your morals?
1: Um they have changed them immensely, like hugely um I mean, before I was kind of in the dark, as most people are growing up with society you know thinking making us kind of believe a certain facade mm-hmm. of the meat and egg and dairy industry, and when I started to do research um as you have and look into those videos and slaughterhouses and stuff like that. And just also um, tapping into more of my spirituality and connection to nature, I now truly believe that all living beings' lives matter equally. And it really, I know a lot of humans look at kind of us at the top of the pyramid and that we're more powerful and more important than every other animal. Mm-hmm. But I now kind of see us as a circle. We're all in a circle on this earth and we're all doing our part and we all feel pain and we all want love. And I really just think that we don't have the right to take another being's life. We don't have that right. Exactly. And I agree. Yeah. It's just my morals have changed in that um, just seeing animals as an equal. And like a fact that I always bring up is pigs outperform three-year-old kids on cognition tests and are smarter than any domestic animal. And like animal experts, <laughs> Consider them more trainable than cats or dogs.
0: I literally so, mentioned that in my last video, because it's yeah, just like, insane. Because animals are so intelligent; they're they're so much smarter than most humans right now. Like, <laughs> I
1: yeah, they're like so. If a pig is more intelligent than a three year old, three olds are you know they they're pretty they're pretty chill they're pretty intelligent. <laughs> They know their way around. <laughs> they know what's going on. Like, It's just like, imagine. They know what's going on. When they're going to those slaughterhouses, they know they're going to go go get killed. Yeah. When they smell blood, they know that their friend just died. They're seeing their, you know, friends get killed in front of them. They know what's going on. So imagine, like, going into that. Imagine us all being stuffed in a truck to a slaughterhouse and seeing your friends get killed in front of you. Like, no Living beings should have to go through that. I agree. No living being. And they shouldn't have a life – they shouldn't live a life just to be killed.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. So,
1: yeah, my morals have definitely changed to I see all living beings as equal. And if I were to eat animals, that would be going completely against my morals. Completely. And I don't want to do that to myself. I want to respect my morals and myself and
0: live – you know, in line with those. I mean, we already agreed that we were going to have a cow sanctuary, so I'm still depending on you on that.
1: Yes, (laughs) I... Cow, pigs, chickens... Yes.
0: Yep, we're We literally are just gonna, like, cuddle them. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down, I'm so down. (laughs) All right, the next question is, is it hard to judge people on what they eat sometimes? Because this, I feel like in the beginning... You'd, you would make faces mm-hmm. at certain things that people were eating <laughs> in the family. And I was the only one who saw it. And I would agree with you sometimes. But I know it is hard not to, like, judge people. Or, like, if you want to yeah. go a certain place, it's harder because they might not want to. So I just want to get your opinion. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's definitely something I struggled with, especially in the beginning when I was so passionate and so fiery and so angry, you know, at these industries. And the people supporting them. Um, yeah, because, like I said, my morals kind of... It's like a light switch, mm-hmm. you know? and when, when you see the difference and you see it, you can't unsee it. So, yeah, it was hard because sitting down next to people eating dead animal flesh, it, it made me sad. It really did. Like, at Thanksgiving, I almost cried. <laughs> like It's just hard.
0: Because yeah, it it, it, it's
1: like... It's the same as to me as seeing a dead like chopped off limb and people are eating that it's it's it really is like not even i feel that
0: way Uh, about steak steak just makes me gag i can't look at it
1: oh no (laughs) (laughs) um so yes it has been hard um I try every day when I'm aware of it. I try and work on not judging anyone, though, because from my perspective, veganism is also about being kind to all living beings Mm -hmm. and that people. So I have to remember, I was in their position once, too, for 16, 17 years, 16 years. I was I was in that in that position Mm -hmm. and one saying I would never go vegan. I could never. I like cheese too much. I like bacon too much, Mm -hmm. you know, so. It's really about finding compassion within yourself and trying to see where they're coming from. It's, in my opinion, it's a bit harder when they know the information and they've seen the Slaughterhouse videos and they know how bad it is for them and they still keep eating mm-hmm. it. That is, I do struggle with that. But at the same time, again, I just try to find compassion and, you know, lead by example. Don't be too pushy. And, but
0: I feel like it's yeah. good to educate people. Like, yes. because some people just don't know things. So I feel like yeah. if you just tell them, hey, like, let me educate you on a couple of things. I feel like that's more opening than, oh, this is disgusting because blah, blah, blah. Just yeah. kind of like educating people.
1: Yeah, you don't... I'm no better than someone next to me who eats meat. I'm not more... I'm not better mm-hmm. than them. Like, you, I don't look down on people who eat meat. I just think, you know, that they should know what's what they're eating and what went into that and then they can make their own decision but
0: and also what they're supporting
1: exactly yeah what they're supporting as well
0: um what's been the hardest thing that you've faced so far um
1: I think you know it kind of ties into the last question of just knowing all the suffering going on and all the lives being lost every day Mm -hmm being so aware of all the injustice that I know I can't fix all by myself. Mm -hmm. It's just been really just frustrating, honestly. And it makes me so sad. Like sometimes I just think about it and my heart hurts so much for all the animals. So I think honestly that it hasn't been finding food or, you know, eating out. It hasn't been any of that. It's simply been just knowing that I can't fix all the the pain going on in these industries yeah and just being so angry that it's still going on and that I can't fix it all by myself you know yeah I get that yeah
0: all right so the last thing I wanted to talk about is our most current situation why we cannot be together for this interview um we are currently in quarantine because of the coronavirus. I just wanted to touch what? on it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it started in Wuhan, China, as we know. Yeah. Um, but it actually started from a seafood and poultry market that um, was very, very disgusting. And a lot of animals started to catch diseases, which caused the coronavirus. So I talked about it a little bit in my last video, but I wanted to get your just your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: I, if you think about all the viruses that have gone around, mm-hmm. all of them or almost all of them have started from animals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, You know, swine flu, the Spanish flu, H1N1, what, whatever. I don't, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <so I don't laughs> no, but it's true.
0: Like genes. HIV and but, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they've all started most of them from animals, and if we were to, I don't know, not eat those animals, <laughs> um, we wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> so Very I true. really And I think it's also, I don't want to get too spiritual, but it's like I feel like it's Mother Earth's like way of saying, "Hey, you're not supposed to eat another living being. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not supposed to do this. It's kind of like karma, honestly. Like, no, I."
0: wholeheartedly believe in that because (laughs) like thinking about like the gas that goes up into the air and it causes pollution like don't people Mm -hmm. think oh hey these cows are pooping so much and it's letting gas go into the air and this is why climate change is happening don't you think you would look at that and be like oh shoot maybe we should stop eating and mass-producing animals yeah
1: i mean another thing i wanted to touch on just kind of relates to the coronavirus is we're gonna have another kind of pandemic situation mm-hmm. if we don't get antibiotic resistance under control yes um antibiotic resistance by 2050 if we don't get this under control we'll kill 10 million people a year that is insane. that's crazy that is not okay and it's like it's just gotten to the point where we've been eating animals with all this stuff injected in them and all these pills and antibiotics in them because of the gross living environments they're in. I know that we're consuming that and we won't be able to treat normal diseases like, you know, pneumonia or stuff like that, where, you know, Western medicine won't help us anymore. And we will lose so many lives just because we were eating animals. Yeah. And, and we're so infected.
0: adapted to the amount of, um, chemicals that's within the animals that we eat and we're yeah. used to that amount of antibiotics that sometimes like if we have a little cold we'll be given some type of pill saying that we'll get better or something like that and that's actually hurting us more because we don't need antibiotics because viruses yeah. get more complex and yeah it just it doesn't work anymore
1: it makes them stronger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 100%. I really just and again like coming back to the health aspect, um that's main main reason at the start why I turned vegan is because I'm a very health conscious person mm-hmm. and I if I can do something to make my life longer and more enjoyable, then I will do it. And if that's changing what I put on my plate, which is, in in retrospect, so easy. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, there are some challenges to anything, but it's really, in the long run, so worth it, and if you don't mind me spitting a few facts.
0: No, always. I love <laughs> okay. when you do that. <laughs>
1: cool. So, um, <laughs> let's start with breast cancer.
0: Oh, okay, okay yes. Love this.
1: Um, our grandma had breast cancer, as you know, mm-hmm. and... My other grandma as well had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. So it's definitely a worry of mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it should be on everyone's, every woman's mind, because one in eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. That is in itself an insane fact. Um, and dairy and dairy is a huge factor in that. Dairy is a huge factor in that. Um, researchers looked at the dietary intakes of nine. 9- percent 1941 women diagnosed with breast cancer right and found that those who consumed the most american cheddar and cream cheeses had a 53% increased risk for breast cancer
0: that's crazy and
1: those with er breast cancer a designation of estrogen receptor status who drank the most fluid milk had a 58% increased risk for breast cancer 58% <laughs> so that's crazy. by eating dairy you're increasing your risk of getting breast cancer by more than half. That blows my mind. It it really does. And, you know, components in dairy, like the insulin, like growth factor, IGF one and other growth hormones like that are definitely one of the main reasons um, for that mm-hmm. because it, you know, hormones and stuff like that, but it's just crazy. And it's, and it's not just women too, you know, press, or prostate cancer Mm -hmm. one in nine men will get prostate cancer my grandpa has it right now and you know a lot that has to do with eggs as well as dairy for prostate cancer and ovarian cancer um large prospective cohort studies have found that eating more than two eggs a week increases risk of prostate and ovarian cancer by 80 percent and one egg a week increases the risk by as much as 70 percent
0: that's crazy
1: That's a huge percentage that that's really, yeah. And some of those facts were kind of in the what the health documentary along those lines. And it really just, I had, I had no idea what I was eating and I had no idea that I was increasing my risk of cancer.
0: I feel like a lot of people don't know that either. Like it's not a known thing.
1: No, it's really not. But that's weird because the World Health Organization has classified processed meats such as ham, bacon, turkey, and stuff like that as a number one carcinogen for quite a while. And this is the same category as smoking a cigarette for the risk of cancer.
0: That's crazy. So,
1: it's like, it's it's crazy how, you know, this information isn't new. But nobody knows about it. And you know why? Because the the dairy industry, the meat industry, the egg industry are covering it up. And they don't want people to know about it. That's true. And they're they're putting out all these studies that are... There was, I don't know the details, but I remember hearing on a podcast from this doctor, there was a study conducted by the meat industry of, you know, whose who's cholesterol or something like that was higher, and the meat industry conducted it, and they had the the vegans add lard to their meals.
0: What? They
1: added lard to their meals, so the study was... Was uh, it made it look like meat was healthier. It's like oh my
0: god,
1: such a high extent. Like the industry will go to any
0: extent to cover it up.
1: Yeah. So it's really, I urge everyone to just do their own research and not believe. Like you know, you really have to look into studies and who conducted them and who you know stuff like that. It's it's really crazy. Yeah. It's there's more to it than you think, and you really need to. To your own research.
0: That is true. Oh. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm
0: trying to think of what else I was going to bring up. Um,
1: Health benefits.
0: Oh, yeah. Talk about that <laughs> because I know, I, I know you're really um, into yoga now and you're very spiritual, which I love about you. But um, oh. I want you to just get into like how veganism kind of helped you get there. Get there spiritually? Well, like I just feel like benefits? once you became vegan, your whole life kind of changed and you started mm-hmm. to, like, just become your own person.
1: Yeah, I think – well, I'll start with the health benefits that kind of initially popped out and were amazing Um was just obviously my skin cleared up totally. I had to be on acne medication for quite a while, and I had a pretty bad – you know acne on my back and chest and it was quite quite annoying as most teenagers can relate, um my skin completely cleared up and I didn't really do I I went off my acne medication everything like that um I had more energy I had horrible digestive issues for quite a while and it was really painful and uh, that went away completely Um, I had higher performance levels in the gym, more endurance, I could lift heavier, I lost fat, and I gained muscle. Mm -hmm. My gym instructor said my lean mass was the highest it's ever been. You know, I had, I think, for me, going vegan changed, as you said, my entire, like, all aspects of my life. Yeah. Because I was able to add so much more of a balanced diet, I added more vegetables and spices and... Meals and it was like I didn't lose anything. I actually gained so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, I was eating more protein because I was, you know, more aware of what I was eating. I, you know, that feeling after you eat where you feel like so weighed down and that you need to take a nap and like yes,
0: go?
1: never had that since the day I went vegan. I have not felt that. Ever That's again. so good. And yeah, it's like when I eat after, I feel so energized. and like I could go for a two mile run right now. Like I feel <laughs> so energized. I'm ready for the day. Like it really fuels my body and it just when you feel that good you put your energy into other aspects of your life and you and when you feel like you're doing a good thing for your body and the animals and the environment Mm -hmm. like I like to say that you know every meal you can be an activist in itself you can choose what you're putting on your plate and what you're supporting and when you're supporting like you're choosing the right thing to you know an activist and go against animal cruelty and against the industries you feel like you're making a difference and you feel like you're aligned with your morals and because of that you know like when people say I'm an animal lover and they have a dog but then they eat me Mm -hmm. it's like you're really I'm I'm not even saying this to like be annoying but it's like you're not aligned with your morals if that's what you say that is true like and internally I think everyone in their soul knows that and when you fully align with your morals, I just became so much more spiritual. I became more aligned with myself, more observant of how I was acting in a day-to-day life, um, more just being more of an activist in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it really just... Because I want so to,
0: well- to talk a little bit more about... Um... Oh, crap. I already forget. <laughs> oh (laughs) sorry (laughs) I was just thinking about it but um that some people still know like what happens within Mm -hmm. like what dairy does to you and stuff like that but I feel like some people just don't care or they're just like well I'm gonna die anyways so I might as well just like and I feel like that's just an excuse like
1: It, it is an excuse it's not it It's an excuse. Yeah. Like, that's a fact. It's an excuse, you know? Like, it. you can choose to be unaware and not really care, Mm -hmm. but that's an excuse. Like, you're taking the easy way out. And I don't want a life where I'm just taking the easy way out. I want to be aware of what I'm putting in my body. I want to live a life where I'm not causing any suffering to any beings. I, I, you know, like the whole, I'm going to die anyways. You say that until you have a heart attack at 40. You say that until you You get get
0: diabetes or something.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's easy to say that when you're 20 and you feel good, you know, but it's like, you really don't know what it's like to be fully like in pain and be like, I could have done something about this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of a privileged way of looking at things because so many people were born with, you know, diabetes or were, had cancer at four or have horrible digestive issues or can't exercise because of a disease that they have. It's like if you were born with a healthy body, if you were gifted that that amazing gift to have a healthy body, why wouldn't you cherish that and every day like do the best you can to put things in your body that will fuel it and keep it healthy. I agree. So it's really, it's a privileged way of looking at things. And I think, you know, they can do that. You know, I, again, I'm, I try not to judge people, but it's not my body. It's not the one that's going to have arthritis at True. 45, <laughs> you know, like, but they'll see the consequences in the long run yeah. of that mindset.
0: All right. So we're nearing the end. But yeah. I just wanted to see if you had anything else you wanted to share with the people who are listening to this, something you want to leave them with.
1: Um, I just, you know, something that I often say that I think people could think about this and really reflect on it is an animal's life is more important to me than my taste buds. And I really want you to think about that. Like, and my own health is more important to me than my taste buds or convenience. Mm -hmm. My own health is more important to me than convenience. I really just want people to, in general, we're leading towards after this pandemic, a life where we are going to be forced to be more aware of how we live our lives and what we put in our body. And I really hope people take, if anything, that away of, you know what? Maybe I should think about what my morals are and what my values are and what how every day I can choose what
0: I'm supporting and what I'm putting in my body. So
1: that's that's kinda of the message I'd like.
0: Well thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> you helped me out so much. Thank you so much. This is great to talk about. I know. Thank you. Usually people
1: are, you know, annoyed when I start, <laughs> when I think we're talking of like
0: done no thank you so so much this is awesome
1: great to have a conversation with someone who actually listens and you know has some of this doesn't make me look crazy we're (laughs) both
0: crazy girlfriend true (laughs) let's not lie all right i love you all right guys that's the end of my podcast series i hope you guys really enjoyed it Um, This was so much fun to make. I definitely want um, everyone's opinion on what they liked, what they didn't like about my series. But let me know and I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye!